What up, family? This is Power Ups and Power Bombs. I am your host for the evening, Drizzy, and I am joined tonight by the first lady of Power Ups and Power Bombs. She is 65% this week. She's moving up. She's getting there. She's charging the battery. Black Barbie, how are you doing, ma'am? I am doing way better than I was last week. And let me tell you, COVID is no joke. Like, none. I am fully vaccinated, and that thing put me on my ass. I can only imagine what would have happened if I wasn't vaccinated. She said COVID can't kill me. <laughs> no, nah, but he he tried. <laughs> he really tried. Like, Jesus, though. And they're, they're, they're talking about we have to get the third shot already, so... I might be next on this whole late passed out somewhere. Oh my god, we're turning. Not, we're 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 going to get our mutant powers, dude. As long as I can get some some useful powers, I don't want to be like in a family yeah where Meg got the power to grow her nails. <laughs> I feel like that's me for real. He's going to be giving people really mild scratches. Yeah, <laughs> true. So, as we have been, as everybody should already know. WWE had their WWE 2021 draft, even though it really wasn't a draft. It was more of like a shakeup, I guess. Yes. We have the complete full breakdown, and we are just going to go over it a little bit. And let's just pick out the winners and losers, who's doing right, who's doing wrong. I'm pretty sure Fox and USA are the ones who sat there and did all this. They're the one that are make believe GMs, I guess. Yes, I rumor has it that that's that is exactly what happened. So let's take a look at the raw side of things. So, starting with the men, they started with Big E, Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, Edge, Keith Lee, Rey Mysterio, and Dominic Mysterio, Austin Theory. Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, AJ Styles, and almost Kevin Owens, The Street Profits, Finn Balor, Karrion Cross, Gable Stevenson, Drake Maverick, Reggie, Tazawa, Gable and Otis, The Alpha Academy, R Truth, John Morrison, T Bar, Apollo Crews, and uh, Commander Aziz, The Dirty Dogs, Jackson Riker, Veer, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, The Hurt Business, and The Miz. How do you feel about that? Just for the men. Just for the men? Okay, well. Well. Does this this make you want to watch Raw in any way more than what you did before? Bobby Lashley makes me want to watch Raw. Um, Big E makes me want to watch Raw. I think Austin Theory getting called up. Mm, I don't know. I really, I would have rather see Pete Dunn. So that was the big thing that everybody was like. So okay, so you guys gave Pete Dunn that big contract to stay in NXT. Facts. Like, and of and I only really like Austin Theory in the way. Yeah, because then they didn't he have a run and didn't he have a run on Raw before with Seth Rollins when he was a part of the. He started, so he started off with a Selena Vega mm-hmm. at the very beginning of performance, the performance center era. Mm-hmm. 
they have called him up because they I guess they just needed some a body and he was he was there. He did decent work, but you could tell he wasn't ready. Not to mention also he was a member uh he was called out in the speaking out movement. Uh yeah, and that got got him taken off TV. It got him taken off TV, but I think they took him off long enough thinking that okay, we can slide him back in real quick. And, and they, they slid him in. Yep, and they slid him in with Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And then back off TV again. And then this time they slid him back in in NXT where this is where we're going to probably just separate the work from the band. Because mm-hmm. he did what he did. And there's there are, there's proof of it. So, But they slid him in and they made him kind of a babyface. He was an idiot, but he was a babyface somewhat. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see the point of bringing him in as what he is now. I think he's going to be fodder for the 24-7. I'm sure it'll happen. Either that or they're building him up for a for Johnny to come up. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Johnny's not coming up or leaving NXT at all until Candace has that baby. Well, after what he did today, a lot of people are talking. He took the NXT WWE superstar away from his bio. Ooh, uh, Gargano? Yeah, you didn't hear about that? Oh, no. Yeah, and he posted, then he tweeted out, where to next? Like, he showed his NXT title, the, the, he showed Candace's t- uh, tag title, and he showed the North American title, and he tweeted out, like, where to next? With the emoji scratching the, the, the chin. Hmm. Yeah, it, that's been kind of the talk of the day. People think he's leaving WWE. Or I was like, maybe it's a swerve and he's going to smack down a raw. I'm hoping it's a swerve. Yeah. I don't want to see him in AEW, but that's just me. I don't need everybody going to AEW. <laughs> right. Go to go I to really don't. Go like, to go to, yeah, go to MLW, go to Impact, go to Ring of Honor. It's like, everybody, it's like there's enough wrestling for everybody to go around. Uh now, being, oh, go ahead. One other one, and thanks to um, CM Smiley, because she posted this. I knew nothing about this. Gabe Steven, Stevenson, he's got, he's, got a, he's got a checkered past. Yes. Uh, shout out Smiley. Uh, she also brought that to my attention a while ago. She brought it to my attention a while ago, but you know how they sit there and oh, but he want to get he want a gold medal. It kind of takes your head off your mind off of what was really going on. That man has a rape allegation against him and got away with it because in Minnesota, it's in Minnesota. There was a there's a law that if you are intoxicated, you basically get away with it. If both parties are intoxicated, it's not mm. rape; it's consensual sex. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of not happy about that because, I mean, I was kind of like, oh, wow, he got called up to Raw. You know, no NXT, you know, no nothing. I but think he's, still, he's not even out of college yet. He's still in, like, his last year of college. Yeah, and he has a contract to where he will still go to college but still be in um, on WWE. I said, why didn't they just leave him, let him do NXT? 
Because I'm pretty sure he still has to learn those things unless he's a Kurt Angle. Yeah, and I'm there's, thinking of Kurt Angle. Let me say, I know there's possibilities that he could be a Kurt Angle, but I just don't see the appeal or anything. I think it's seriously just a PR move. But supposedly he's working with Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar. Well, that's actually not too bad. That's just some bad. Those are some really good people to work with if you are going to do things like this. But yeah. But other than and not to mention, he's on a show with uh, other Olympians and mm-hmm. Gable and Otis. Uh, Ziggler is an accomplished wrestler too. Actually, there's a lot of good wrestlers on the show. Uh, Dawkins is a good wrestler. So is Bobby Lashley. He did the wrestling in, in the army. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be a good technical wrest. They might turn Raw into like a good technical wrestling show. Now, yeah. is Morrison is Morrison on Raw? Morrison is on, Morrison and Miz are both on the Raw. So I'm assuming when Miz gets back from Dancing with the Stars, they'll pick that feud up. Gotcha. But an interesting one that I see that is on Raw, T Bar is on Raw. What are the odds that we are able to get Dominic Dijak? I can never get his name. I call him Dijak because that's what he was in the Ring of Honor. But what are the odds that we could get him back in not this T-bar mess? I'm hoping that's why they did what they did. Is that we can get him and him going against Damian Priest. Give me just give him. I just want to see that Dykovic. Di- 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 he's Dijak. He's Dijak. Damn, he's Donovan Dijak. <laughs> Donovan Dijak. Like, I mean, but it's oh, Keith Lee's on on Raw. Yeah, we're gonna run those. They have to run those matches back. Get get T uh Dijak versus Keith Lee again. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and just sign me up for that again. Uh, the priest, uh, priest dijack match definitely. Yes, they have a lot of good talent to work with, but uh, the big weakness that I'm seeing is I don't really think there's a main event for it, they're not like really a big main event picture. No, we uh, have like and Orton and AJ almost. They're main event guys, but they're like locked in with the tag titles right now. The only thing I can see happening is that okay, so you got Keith Lee, you got T Bar, because I cannot say that man's name for for the life of me, and you got Damian Priest, you got um Apollo Cruz and Dabakato. Dabakato. Out of one of those guys who we would call mid card E. You got to make one of them a main event. I'm gonna go with Damian Priest because I'm seeing what they're doing with him. Like he's being, in a, he's doing a lot of PR work outside of WWE, like being at the uh, the Latin mm-hmm. Billboard Awards, being a presenter there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's doing a lot more commercials. I mean, hell, he had a a special shirt in, in mm-hmm. uh, when they were in Puerto Rico. Like the, you could only get it being at the show in Puerto Rico. I can see them putting him. They're going to build him, but they're going to build him slow because I'm going to keep saying this. 
the trajectory that they're giving him is what they should have gave Alistair Black or what they were probably going to. They just did it too late. Mm-hmm. So. So looking at that, uh, so looking back, looking at it again. Okay, so right now what the main event scene looks like, add Damian Priest to that list. Mm-hmm. But well, so we got Biggie. We're gonna take Orton and Riddle out of it because they're in the tag titles right now. So mm-hmm. we have Edge, we have Keith Lee. Oh I'm, yeah. Let's. I guess we can say Rey Mysterio. Seth Rollins too. Seth Rollins definitely. Uh, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor. Are we gonna count Karrion Cross in the main event scene? Or <laughs> is he gonna be just? I think he'll be mid cardy until I think they'll we'll, we'll we'll get him as mid card until probably next year, early next year. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a run in the Royal Rumble. I think he's going to be throwing people out, and I think we may see him run up against Brock Lesnar. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we got if he runs against Brock Lesnar, that'll be the end of Karrion Cross. Well, yeah, but we know. But I mean, yeah, we know <laughs> that's what's going to happen. But he's got to. He's not big. I don't know what they're doing with him, and I don't know. It's just I, I'm gonna let the process cook. Let's see what the steak does. It don't seem to be doing too good at the moment, but oh, that steak is tasting nasty. I'm kind of liking Keith Lee's little look, but Karen Cross, I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. Yeah, it just it's not, it's not hitting, and I'm trying to figure it out. I don't. I really don't think. That he hits on the level that they want him to hit on. It's Scarlet. He needs Scarlet back. I hate to say this, and I and that he was does. one of the I felt you're like, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. He does need Scarlet back. I just think they're trying to see what they can do with him without her. It's not working. There. I mean, I thought maybe it would work without her. It's not working without her. All right. So let's move on to Raw's women's division now. So. That consists of Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, and Nikki A.S.H., Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Nia Jax, Selena Vega, Dewdrop, Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, Tamina, and Tegan Knox. It looks like they just cut the women's tag division down the middle and sent half of them to Raw. I don't like uh, other than the first couple ones that you mentioned, the last couple ones, like, I didn't understand the whole thing with Knox and, and Shotzi. You had them beat Tamina and Natty. They never got their title shot. They beat them multiple times. Right. In singles matches and tag matches. They should have got a tag match before Nikki and Rhea. Right. Um... <laughs> I didn't I don't really I don't really like it. Like I don't know, Carmella being on Raw, I, I know why, because Corey's over there. Um this is also the first time she's ever moved in a draft. Yeah, because she's always but what she, she was, she was she a was, mainstay on Raw on the SmackDown. But when she always on Raw with R Truth when they were just doing the twenty four, she was just there. She didn't really She wasn't she, I think because she wasn't wrestling, she was kinda like the valet for R Truth, so yeah. she got to go with the belt. Okay, so I was like, I know when they said, but I was like, but she's been on Raw a few times, but like that's back when I liked Carmella. Yeah, when she used to do the little moonwalk. 
and had little Jordans. Nah, I ain't like the moonwalk too much. It was just everything else. She did, like she was a whole lot more likable and everything. Yeah. Like this one now, I just can't do it. It's almost it's annoying. Well, I know you got to evolve with your character, but she's kind of evolved into a negative thing for me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm done with that. I don't like the mask. That mask she had on the other night, I was like, girl, no. I feel like she's in the same space as Karen Cross. Like they're trying to they're trying to make something happen that just isn't working. She's she's a good heel. Yeah, just, I don't like the I don't like the pretty girl heel. I think she plays the pretty girl girl heel a lot better, but she before when she was the SmackDown Women's Champion, she did it in her own way. Yes. Yeah, she was the pretty girl, but she was still the Jersey Shore style. And she leaned into that. I love that part of her a whole lot more than what we're getting now as the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. It's, it just isn't hitting like that. If we could get the old school one back, definitely. I, you know what? You know, I think the reason why we won't get that one back is because that was when she was Kaz's girl. Yeah. So now we're getting Corey. God, when Corey Grace was like, oh my God, I was like, oh, is he jerking off at the desk? Well, he has to do it to somebody. They told him to do it for Mandy, and Mandy's not there now. So, you know, and when he did it with Mandy, I was mildly annoyed, but I know Carmella was probably like, boy, really? I'm your girl. You will hype me up, and we on the same show. You know, you know, Vince has to push his blondes. And at the time, Carmella wasn't a blonde blonde. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm your girl, and you over here talking about she's the most gorgeous woman in the world. God's, it was the God's greatest creation. Yeah, oh, me and him would have been fighting every night. Like, as soon as he got touched down, what, what did you say about him? So, uh, but yeah, that's the Carmella thing. Um, I'm seeing the the women's main event on Raw looks a whole lot stronger now. We yeah. add uh, Becky Lynch and I'll say Carmella too, because Carmella is a main event player. Yeah, she's a worker. I'll give her that. She's she's come, she's come leaps and bounds. But also looking, I think they may be able to do something with Dewdrop. Yes, with Shayna Shayna Baszler. If we don't just give that girl her flowers, give her she's come a long way. Like, and I used to be like, damn, she can't really wrestle for real when she was in NXT. But Sister Girl has come a long, long way. Yes. Baszler? Yeah, she's come a long way. You thought she couldn't wrestle? I just thought in NXT when you when you would see her go up against like an Oscar or somebody, when she was going up against the other ones who were more experienced, it exposed her. You know what I'm saying? It kind of exposed her. Okay, I see what you're saying. But she got better. And I mean, to me personally, like it, it's like with Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, to me, I felt like never really got better. Shayna Baszler has worked her ass off and gotten so much better. Like, Sister Girl needs to win the Queen's Crown. She needs to win. I personally think she should win. I think Liv Morgan's going to win. Oh, I don't Company know. Wise, I think Liv Morgan's going to win because the way they're, that things are going. I but, don't know. I don't want Liv Morgan. Well, we'll kind of jump in there when we get to the SmackDown side because my winner's over there. Uh, but yeah, we got also have with Bianca finally. I do believe Bianca's gonna take that belt off of 
Well, no, she can't take that belt off of Sasha. Uh, so, so what's gonna happen is Sasha's gonna take the belt off of Becky and Saudi Arabia. That's what you think, right? Yeah, they're gonna have to because they gotta send that belt back to SmackDown, right? And somewhere along the lines, we're gonna get a either a Becky versus Charlotte or a Bianca versus Charlotte with an actual win. And that's how that bit of the raw bill gets back on raw. Hmm. Some people think that that Becky and Charlotte are just going to swap belts like the New Day and the Street Profits. And I was like, I don't want to see that happen two years straight. I don't want that to happen just because I feel like that kind of diminishes the belt. The tag titles are already down in the dumps anyway because there's barely any tag teams. So that's something you would expect. Mm-hmm. Now with the women's titles when you have strong people like Charlotte and Becky and Bianca and Sasha you definitely don't want the belt just being switched around like that right at least make it like like make it mean something put some substance to it at least and then I said something about it a little bit ago the women's tag division what does this mean for them because there's no tag teams left. I mean, Rhea and Nikki are a team, but who's left now? I don't even know. Because it's like, you split up Knox and uh, Blackheart, and you split up Tamina and Natalia. so it's like, who's left? Like, if Shayna and Naya aren't a thing anymore... I um the only one I can really think of right now that's on Raw mm-hmm. is Carmella and Selena, but I don't wasn't sure if that was really a tag team or just more of a partnership. I kept thinking they would be because that one when they had them come out during Sasha's uh signing with Bianca, them bitches was dressed like one had the top on, one had the bottoms on. Yeah, it was like they took the whole uh, whole outfit and they was like, "You put that one on, you put this one on." So I don't know. Nope. Uh, the, the the oh, and then we also got to celebrate. Mia Yim is got drafted. Is gonna be on TV, hopefully. Yes, I'm thinking she will be, and I think this is. I think Raw is a perfect fit for her. I think it is. Finally, get to see what she can do. She doesn't. She never, didn't really get a chance before when she was. She was what uh, reckoning. Right. Yeah, we don't really recognize those days. <laughs> All right, on to SmackDown. SmackDown for the men got Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, The New Day, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, Isaiah, Sir Swerve Scott, Top Dollar, Ashanti the Adonis, Hit Row, Jeff Hardy, The Usos, Nakamura and Boobs, Sheamus, The Viking Raiders, Ricochet, the Garzas, that's what I'm going to call them. They are the Garzas. Uh, Cesaro, Rich Holland, Sami Zayn, Drew Gulak, Mace, Mustafa Ali, and Mansoor, Jinder Mahal, and Shaky. How do we feel about them? What stands out? Okay, so... You know what? SmackDown to me, I did. I don't have an issue with anybody on SmackDown. 
The only thing I thought was weird was that when they were announcing Ridge Holland, it was like they was describing Pete Dunn, and it was Ridge Holland. It's, it's like, is it like, yeah, we're drafting Ridge Holland. Uh, that doesn't look like Pete Dunn. <laughs> like y'all just gave literally all the adjectives that they gave Pete Dunn in NXT. But I will say this. Pat McAfee has to make a joke about Rich Holland and him looking alike. Yeah. Because <laughs> they look alike. Like they look like they could be brothers. Actually, he needs to sit there and how did that storyline go? Did Pete did uh, Pat McAfee hire Rich Holland to take out the Undisputed Era? Yes, and remember Rich Holland got hurt, so he wasn't he ended up not being in the uh the war games because it was originally supposed to be him. Yeah, so he definitely has to he has to play into that. It was like that is my guy, Rich Holland. I paid good money for him. He's here now. He's got to do all that. Right. Uh, We got to talk about the Garzas. Oh, the the Humbertos? The Humberto Garzas. Because I mean, both in real life, both their names are Umberto, and I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. But it's a family name. So I number one love them as a tag team. This should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, they were gonna they had to lean one of the ways because Humberto is a natural baby face, but mm-hmm. he plays heel really well. And Angel plays heel really is a natural heel. Like he he does great. They're uh, both good. Both are good. It's something that happened. I'm happy it happened. Now, I just need them not to go down the route of the colognes. Y'all say that. Keep saying that. Y'all going to curse and NWB is going to make it happen. I just, I, I, we don't want it. We don't want this to happen. They're talented. And not to say that the colognes weren't talented, but we got to stay away from putting them in that box. Right. Now, uh, this also this seems like the land of the tag teams here. Yes. So we have the new day. Are we counting because they came over together? Are we counting Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss as a tag team? I would say yes because now that Kevin Owens is gone from SmackDown, Corbin's probably going to get a. I mean, I don't want to say Corbin's going to get a belt, but Corbin's going to be in somebody's title picture probably with. And I thought that and I was like, it's Riddick Moss. He's gonna be with Madcap, Mocap Moss, whatever that man's name is. He's gonna be. Was, I didn't even know what Madcap. What's Madcap? I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, but and Hit Row, Boogs, and uh, Nakamura, the Usos, the Viking Raiders, um, Ali and Mansoor. Mm-hmm. I guess we could also say Jinder Mahan and Shanky are a tag team as well. Yes. If they don't put Jinder Mahal in the title, in the upper title picture, because he's going to have to get it, you know what I'm saying, eventually. He'll probably be along whenever Roman decides to take a break and lose that belt. Mm -hmm. That's when they're going to start sending Jinder up there. Because Jinder and Drew are on the same show again. Yes. So it's very well we could get that feud properly now. You know how they like drafting drafting storylines. <laughs> uh, 
there's really not too much uh too much extra stuff over here. Uh SmackDown is great at creating stars. So I can absolutely see people like Madcap Moss, Hit Row, Ricochet probably, Rich Holland, maybe even Drew Gulak and Mace get more TV time and actually be built up properly. Yeah, I, like I could see Ricochet possibly getting that belt off of Shinsuke. Yeah. Because I think on on I think with Raw, it was just Raw is three hours and it's a crowded it, I mean, it's, it's not really a crowded show, but SmackDown, like you said, they've utilized people so much better in years past than Raw ever has. Like Raw has, to me, especially back in, you know, the the late attitude early in the ruthless aggression era, Raw was always where your your rocks, your stone codes, your current angles always went to play. But then look at what SmackDown did when they had the SmackDown Six, when Paul Heyman literally had a show and he built it around six dudes. That says that historically SmackDown builds stars better. Yes. That's just what that is. I don't know why, but they always build stars better. All right. So we've looked at the men. Let's take a look at the women now. So that will include Charlotte Flair, B-Fab of of, uh, Hit Row, Naomi, Sasha, Shayna, Zaya Lee, Aaliyah, Tony Storm, Shotzi Blackheart, and Natalia. Only 10 women. That's not a lot, really. But then again, they only have maybe two women's matches on SmackDown. Yeah, they only have time for so many. Yeah. And between both shows, there's only 24 women. Uh, This seems like this is where you're going to get the buildup of women stars. Like, they're going to build Tony up. They're going to build Shotzi up. They're going to build... I hope they're going to build Aaliyah up. <laughs> I hope Zaya Lee gets built up. Like, I didn't know that she's the first Chinese woman on the WWE main roster. She was the first. I think she was the first Chinese woman in WWE in general. So that is a big deal in itself. And now she's on the main roster. I'm hoping that this works out way better than what NXT did because her last match didn't paint her in the bed. Her last couple of days didn't paint her in Because that's when she had uh, knocked out Mercedes Martinez and then she had the women's title match with uh, with Raquel. And yeah, and Raquel knocked her out. Yeah, the, I think she like, knocked the wind out of her. So... I'm hoping this well, is like a redemption for her. And this also gives chance for people like B Fab to get that that wrestling time if they're if she's gonna wrestle. If she's gonna wrestle a, a bunch of her, she's just gonna do manager style. I think what they're gonna do with her with B Fab, because I mean, for for lack of better terms, that match against Electra Lopez was it was it just wasn't good. Um it wasn't, but Electra tried, but I think BFAB was just a little green. But the best thing about WWE is they have dark shows, they have house shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and BFAB may, like on, on, on SmackDown, she may be valeting with the boys, 
but at least she will be in the, she'll probably be taking on like, you know, we'll see matches like her versus Naomi or her and Naomi tagging against Charlotte and, and Sasha. You know what I'm saying? We'll see different looks and she'll, she will be in the ring. And I'm not saying Electra Lopez is not experienced because she is, but she will be in there with a Charlotte, a Naomi, you know what I'm saying? Women who can take her under her wing and be like, Hey, this is how we do it, you know, mm-hmm. and be able to call out, call out the, the things to her because that match with Electra Lopez, I felt like that shouldn't have been a street fight match. I feel like in NXT with NXT style now, you learn on the fly. Mm-hmm. Where before they could learn in the shadows or on the coconut loop or stuff like that. I think that's why we're we that one match we did see with her, it just mm-hmm. looked so she looked so green, so new, so what do we do next? And she, and I know she had been around for a while, so she's had time to get the character aspect down. She just mm-hmm. needs to get the reps in the ring. But I'm pretty sure if she keeps on going, she's gonna get better. Yeah. Oh, look at look at Lana. I mean, to me, I have been Lana's, fighting. I've been fighting an argument about Lana for the longest. Uh, Lana so. got better towards the end. So we're gonna take a she, uh, we're gonna take a little detour for a sec. So. Today on Twitter, I saw an article from No DQ, and it said that Lana said if she looked like Charlotte Flair, she probably would receive, she would have been a champion in WWE. What? What are, what are your thoughts? What? <laughs> what? Not, what? Okay, so I've been seeing this a lot because you know, I've been listening to like a lot of podcasters and a lot, I've been a lot of people are saying that WWE doesn't push any women outside of the four horse women. Uh, yes and no. Yeah. But with blondes, Lana, they love blondes. <laughs> yeah. Lana, Lana got a lot of chances. She went through a lot of tables. I feel like with Lana, her strong suit wasn't wrestling. It wasn't. But. Go ahead. Her and Charlotte. Other than Charlotte being muscular and taller, are pretty much the same. <laughs> you just like, dance better. The uh, the only so you can't sit there and say if you looked like Charlotte, you would be better. You would have got more chances because you do. You're blind, just like Charlotte. And you did even after your husband left. You got more chances than most people. She got more chances than him, really. <laughs> right. I think with her. Like, I think with her, she's joining that whole bandwagon where it's cool to, you know, let's, you know, let's insult WWE now that I'm gone. But, honey, they was paying your paycheck. So, I mean, they well, was paying she, your paycheck. I think she had her own gripes with them after they sat there and, fight, like, reprimanded them for being, getting married in real life when they're in the middle of a storyline where they're not together. Yeah, she, but, and, and yeah, and WWE was wrong for that. Like, I I'm not defending them on that, but I also feel like with her, a lot of her beef is now like, I, you know, they let me go. And now I want to spill this tea about them. And I'm like, but you're not spilling no tea that none of us didn't already know about. Right. I mean, Mickey James gave us the hottest one with the garbage bag. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. She's, I don't agree with that because 
I think you heard you was a valet when you came in. You got better as time progressed. Charlotte, Sasha, Naomi, Bianca. These ladies were were good. You know what I'm saying? They were good when they came in. You know, Dana Brooke. They, these ladies are good. You had to learn on the road. They mm-hmm. already kind of had it. Mm-hmm. And there was also another argument. It was like, oh, she was bad. She's like an Eva. Like, now let's stop right there. Lana is capable in the ring. Eva's not at all. Lana is way better than Eva in the ring. I think to me, with Eva Marie and Lana, I feel like with them two, they're more so about the reality side of the wrestling. Like, you can kind of tell. That you know, with them being on total, both both of them have been on total divas. Was that they like the reality wrestling? They like the reality shows. They wanted to do, you know, what I'm saying because Lana's going to be on the new Surreal Life on VH1. I think Eva definitely does. I think Lana little was uh, sincere about trying to be in wrestling and wrestling. Yeah, but that reality show money was good too. And she was in a lot of storylines, like with her and Natalia not liking each other, her and uh, Nia Jax kind of not getting along with each other. Like on Total Divas, she was in a lot of, you know, of the drama storylines. Like she kind of brought a lot of it, you know, like with her, like when he wanted to move to Bulgaria, but she didn't, you know, her dressing provocatively, like just to cut the grass or go to the grocery store. And he didn't like it. Like they were involved in a lot of the storylines that were interesting in Total Divas. Mm-hmm. To me, Eva Marie, you wasn't that interesting on the show. I think your husband wanted more of the fame than you, and I still think that about her. Her husband wants more of the fame than she does. Yeah. All right, that was our venture into the reality world TV. It was still wrestling. It was, but yeah. All right, so who overall do we think? Has the better roster? SmackDown or Raw? <sighs> what letter? As I said, what letter grade are we giving them? I love SmackDown. I mean, I don't know. I just love. I'm sad that Bianca's not going to be on SmackDown. She's on Raw, and I'm kind of upset that we won't get the Street Profits and Bianca versus Hit Row. I'm sad that we're not going to get, you know, the glowest. I, I think SmackDown has the better roster to me. Uh, I think SmackDown probably has the more complete roster. Yes. Like, I can sit there, like, just looking at them, I see who the main events are. I see the people they're building up. I see their tag team division and their mid-cards. Mm-hmm. So it all like just looks more well rounded. Where when I look at Raw, I see a bunch of people that probably need to be built up and a couple of tag teams, right? Like, cause once you like once you get past Big E, Edge, Keith Lee, Seth, and Bobby, there really isn't too much main event left, and they. Unless you're gonna have break up the riddle Orton thing sometime soon, or put AJ back in the title picture, and Ke- or build Kevin Owens back up, they're gonna be hurt. Oh, I think Kevin Owens is gonna be built back up. 
not to mention Miz and uh, Morrison too. Like these are guys that have to be reheated back up because we've been conditioned to believe that people like Miz, Morrison, and Owens are aren't main event. Even though Miz was the world champion uh, a little bit ago, John Morrison needs John Morrison needs to win. Agreed. The heavyweight. Agreed. But my thing is, don't do it off the expense of Biggie. Number one. Number two, give him a WrestleMania moment, but give him a WrestleMania moment where, number one, look at what he did when he was first in a tag team and, you know, what he did kind of by himself. Just give us that nostalgia. Give us almost like with Kofi. But the only thing I would say that's different between him and Kofi is Kofi never left. Yeah. So if you're going to, I feel like with Morrison, he needs a WrestleMania moment and it needs to be special and it needs to be something that's almost like a Kofi mania. Mm-hmm. But give us wrestling fans who was with this man from when he won the first Tough Enough. Did he win the first Tough Enough or he came in? Yeah, he did he win. Tied. He won Tough Enough. He tied in uh, the first Tough Enough. Yeah. It just seemed like he won it because uh, Matt Capitelli couldn't wrestle anymore. Oh, yeah, because they won it as a tag team. Yeah. Well, was that the first or the second? Was that the second tough enough? That first was, one was like the second one. Yeah, because Daniel Pewter won the first one. No, Daniel Pewter won the the one after them. Oh, ew. Because it went, it was Maven and Nydia, then yeah. Morrison and uh, Capitelli. Then I think they took the break, and then that's when we got uh, Pewter and Miz. When did Jackie and Linda win? I think that that might have been the third one. Okay, because I remember when when Jackie and Linda Linda Miles and Jackie Gaynor won. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what I, it might have been actually the same season actually. Yeah, they might have been crowned at the same time because it was two men, two women. Yeah, because I think they just couldn't make up their minds. Yeah. Either way it goes, make his moment special. Give it, and then. My gripe was Frankie Monet didn't get called up. Like Dakota, there's a, there's a lot of names down in NXT that did not get called up. Uh, with Frankie, Dakota, uh, Kyle. I, well, Dakota had been working dark matches uh, before SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like her and Zia Lee was working dark matches, so I guess it probably came down to the two of them, which one was going to get called up. Yeah, and said that uh, we said earlier, Pete Dunn. Uh, I really thought LA Knight was coming up, LA Knight and Cameron. Uh, oh, you're not lying. I thought LA Knight was because I felt like with Eli Drake, I can't get behind LA Knight. Eli, I feel like with Eli Drake, that's what Vince McMahon wants. Like, yeah, him, he's, that's he's got everything that Vince wants. Checks so I don't know if he's just gonna come back, come later or something. But, but he's also a mentor. He's also a mentor down in NXT, so it could be one of them things where you think he's like a player coach. Yes. Okay, so you think he's like pulling a Roddy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's see. I don't know, but we'll we'll we will definitely keep our eye on this. Uh, I mean, said these 
these drafts, and I think they have, do halfway throughout, they'll do like a shakeup. So we might end up seeing some of this stuff go back. Well, and Brock Lesnar is a free agent, and so is Oscar Bailey. There was a lot of them. They had a list of people who were free agents. Most do of the people the, who were hurt. Yeah, due to injury or, in Brock Lesnar's case, a really good negotiation of a contract. Or John Cena. Or, yeah, John, John Cena. I can just come back whenever I want to. Pretty much. But, yeah, so that was the draft. Now, tomorrow night, this is going to be, this episode will drop. If By the time you're listening to this, we're going to drop it early because we want to make sure that we do talk about MLW and Fightland tonight, or tomorrow night. We have the full card for you. I know last time we were sitting there trying to find the full card. I actually did find it this time. So, we are going to give our predictions for it. It will be on Vice TV directly after uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, do you know what this episode of Dark Side of the Ring is? No, because I missed last week's episode. Last week was about... Um... That was FMW. Yes. And so we'll get that. But uh, they're going to be doing the, the opening rounds of the Opera Cup. Uh, so one of the first matches for that is Tom Lawler versus Davey Richards. Who you got? Uh, I love him, but I know he's probably not going to win. But I'm going to go with the filthy Tom Lawler. I love him. I love his character. I don't know why, but I do. Filthy Tom Lawler. <laughs> uh, so I am going with Davey. He, they've made a, they made a big deal about him signing. He's like that one. Of, he's gonna probably end up being one of their big main event guys. Davy is also incredibly smooth in that ring. Yes, and I said you gotta love how he moves. I know Tom has been around for a while. He was a champion for a long time, and I, I just think he's at the point where he's just putting people over by now. So I'm definitely going with Davy. Uh, the next match. TJP versus Alex Shelley. Who we got? I got Alex Shelley. I'm not a TJP fan. I'm not a TJP fan either. But I don't think that a world world trip just going everywhere and having matches with whoever he can have with. I don't think he has any loyalties to any one company. No. So I'm going to say that TJP is getting this one. All right, so our next match, Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty. I'm going with Black Wrestling Draws. I just have to go with Lee Moriarty. Even though I feel like it's going to be Bobby Fish, but no, I'm going with Lee. I'm going with Lee, too. Lee is, is too good in that ring to not give him this shot. He had a really good showing in the Battle, uh, in the battle Rise match. And every time I see him, he puts on an incredible show. So I'm definitely going with Lee. Well, the only thing I have is that he is signed with AEW. So I don't know. Because, you know, MLW is still rumored. Oh, so I don't yeah. know. Let's see. Uh, I think they just have like a loose working relationship. Uh, let's see. Maybe he's uh, working with WWE. So we don't... Maybe. And no one 
the last match of the Opera Cup opening rounds, Calvin Tankman versus Matt Cross. For those who don't know who Matt Cross is, he was Son of Havoc in Lucha Underground. I'm going to go with Matt Cross. Oof. I got to go with Tankman. I um, want Tankman, but... Eh. I didn't say Calvin Tankman. That man hurts. That man hurts people. He for a big boy, he knocks people out, and he knows how to move in that ring. Yes, he does. All right. Next, there is a twelve-man survival tag team match. It is the Contra Unit versus. Uh, it's a really small picture, so I can't really tell all the way, but I do see Savio Vega. I see Warhorse. I see the judge, e, uh, EJ Naduku. Uh, I see the blue meanie. And there's a couple of others that I can't make out at the moment, but it's a 12. It's like 12 other guys who wasn't in the whole battle riot, pretty much. Yeah. He so were he, all in the, yeah. Yes, they were in battle riot. It's them, those, the extras. Team It's like Team MLW versus Team Contra. Oh, God. Contra had like, Country had everybody named Mom. They were almost like the Dark Order. Pretty much. <laughs> like they were like, oh, here comes the two bodyguards from Contra. I'll take like, it back. It's not it's not Contra. Okay, it's not Contra. Okay. It's just the picture is like really small. I think mm-hmm. I see Devon Eriks. I see King Mo. There's a few others. Uh I don't know how it's gonna work. We think we're just gonna gonna skip that one, but it is gonna happen. Uh, somebody I will say to watch out for though is EJ Nadoku, the uh, the, yes, judge. the judge. Please watch that man because he does incredible things in the ring. All right, now here's where we start getting into the good ones. We have Los Parks versus Fifty One Fifty, aka LAX. It was what? 4.0 now. <laughs> yes, it's like LAX, like yeah. It is all three of the parks. Uh La Parks is the son, the father, and it's all of them. <laughs> Versus Danny Limelight. Uh I forget their names. <laughs> but it's it's basically L- LAX to uh 4.0. Like Slice Boogie, LA, uh, Danny Limelight, and I forgot who the other dude is. Yeah. And they are accompanied by Conan. Who you got? God, that's, that's going to be a good one because I'm going to go with, give me 5150. All right. Next. It is a fatal four way. It's a four way dance. For the World Middleweight Championship, Myron Reed defends his belt against Armas, Ares, and Tajiri. The Japanese buzz buzz off Tajiri. I'm not even, you know, I don't want to guess because I already know the results. Oh. Thanks, Internet. The Internet sucks sometimes. So I already know who wins and I'm pissed. Because I wanted to see this match. It's, still gonna watch this it's match. definitely a good match that you need to watch. Also, shout out to Myron Reed, Mr. Favo to himself. 
Well, give me Myron Reed, even though I already know what happens. Myron Reed shows out in these matches. And I'm hoping after this he gets a shot at the big title because he has more than represented the middle world middleweight title so well. <laughs> All right. Main event. Title versus title. Jacob Fatu, the world heavyweight champion, defends his title against the national openweight champion, Hulk Hammerstone. Well, because I was going to say, either he's Thor Hammerstone or he's Hulk, or he's Hulk Hammerstone. Oh, God. Uh, give, me, give me Hammerstone, even though I'm still pissed at him for coming out dressed like Hulk Hogan. His Titan Tron even was in the black and red with the lightning. Like the whole thing, it's just it just screamed Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it really did. But the man looks like the walk. Looks like the walk. Came out like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Hammerstone too. I think it's about time that uh that Jacob loses the belt. He's had it for has it been two years now? Yeah, he, took, he took it off Tom years ago, a couple of years ago. So it's about time for a new one. And plus, we we rarely ever see Contra with their backs against the wall. This will be a good chance to see what Contra is really made of when they are when their back is against the wall. So that is fight layers that will be on directly after Dark Side of the Ring. So I think we're talking at like maybe ten o'clock, maybe. Uh, MLW is good. Is very good wrestling. It's Along the lines of an impact, they do a lot of good stuff. I encourage everybody to watch, support people that are there. Let's see. Am I leaving anything out that we got going on? I know in the next little week, the next week, uh, that the Paradigm Show? Yes, next weekend. Next Friday, Paradigm Pro. Actually, let me see if I can find that. Because we can knock that one out too. We will be there. Uh, it is their fourth annual, their fourth anniversary. Yeah. They are doing two shows in one. So basically, two different shows all at the same time. And let's see if I can sit there and find the card for that. I see half of it, but I don't see all of it. Where are you at? They got two different ones. They got the red and the blue. And your folks at Sheer Geekdom, we're sponsoring two matches. Yes, they have matches they're sponsoring on both shows. But I really cannot find it. Wow, that sucks. Uh, Oh, wait, I think I found it. Okay. So, for the fourth anniversary of the first show, the main event is Shug D versus Myron Reed for the P uh, the Paradigm Pro World Championship. Uh, well, it's not the whole card, but it's some of the matches. Uh, so the Super Metalweight Championship, Janai Kai versus Jordan Blaze, uh, Matt Makowski uh, versus Isaiah Bronner for the Heavy Hitters Championship. Midwest Territory Chain Championship. Shane Taylor versus Calvin Tankman. That's going to be a good one. 
of the Brass Knuckles Championship match. This match is sponsored by by Black Barbie and Sheer Geekdom. Josh Crane versus Ron Mathis versus DeBev versus Flash versus my guy, Hoodfoot. That's what I'm pulling for for this match. So we're all hood, we're all pulling for Hoodfoot, everybody. At all times, this this podcast is very Hoodfoot friendly. Yes, we are. Uh, let's see. Austin Connolly versus Davey Richards. Another match sponsored by Sheer Geekdom. The Lost Boys, Chase Holiday and Adam Slade, who, if you've never seen Adam Slade wrestle live, you need to. He is hilarious. Uh, Odyssey, Chris Copeland and Jack Andrews, and MVC, Eli Knight and Sean Kemp. So, and that is for the Tag Team Championships. Uh, Akira versus Yoya. Yo- 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 <laughs> uh, Sidney Von Eric and Travis Huckleby for in British Realms. And Cole, or it's Cole Radrick and uh, David Richards, Derek Neal and Max Zero for in a UWFI rules match. I don't know what that is exactly. Oh, the UW, it's almost like the Ring of Honor pure rules, pretty much. Oh, okay. It's almost the same. They they have like the, it's kind of like that. I mean, the rules may be a little different, but I mean, it's almost the same thing. They wrestle in like, I think it's like I think it's kind of like with pure like the open hands. Is it so there's, no, there's no closed hand fists, yes. rope breaks and stuff. I, I can get on board. I love that style of match. Uh, Kay Awful versus Freddie Henderson. Uh, Shay McCoy versus Eden Von England. She's somebody I've been wanting to see before, and this is a UFW uh, UWFI rules match as well. And oh my god, I loved it. I, I'm so happy about this one. Charlie Cruel. Versus Kayla Cassidy versus one of my new favorites, Billy Starks, and my overall favorite, Jocelyn Navarro. Yes. I've been trying to see that woman laugh for so long now. I'm just so happy. I'm probably going to die when I see it. This was the match I, we wanted to sponsor, but they had already had a sponsor. Like they booked up like that quick. Tell Nathan Hickley's Women's Wrestling Report to switch for show. <laughs> I need y'all. I need y'all to sponsor this match, just for Billy Sark and Jocelyn Navarro. I know we're gonna be out there with Jocelyn. We're gonna be supporting her, like. And so, but Billy Sark too, supporting her as well. I said, I don't think that's all the matches. I'm sure there are a few others, but that is majority of them. So that will be happening next Friday at seven o'clock. If you're in the Louisville area. Go buy tickets to the show. Support your indies. These are your real stars. This is where your stars come from. These are the people that we need to be supporting out here. Yes. Like, get your mm-hmm. favorites and just push them. So, they, you can't, let's see, let me word this right. You cannot say you are a fan of wrestling and not support the Indies, because that's where some of the best wrestling is. Yes, WWE is entertaining. Yes, AEW is entertaining and good and everything, but this is where your big names come from. This is where your people who hone their craft are at. When you get people like Hoodfoot, Calvin Tankman, uh, Jocelyn Navarro, Billy Starks, 
these are the this is the future of wrestling. Y'all just have to get out there and support them. Right, because the more you push them, the more if they get their names out there, the more we tweet out, the more we, you know, we insert their names into the algorithm, the more that you have a Tony Khan, a uh, uh, William Regal, or Triple H. They look for that. Right. And we want to see them all make it. Black, white, brown. We want to see them all make it. Especially mm-hmm. if they're from, if, especially if they're showing love coming to the Louisville area. Because that's one thing that's been missing for years in the wrestling scene here in Louisville is that we don't get big names like we used to. Mm-hmm. And we got Shane Taylor. We got Calvin Tankman. I mean, Billy Starks, she's a hometown girl. She's a hometown girl, and she has been, for the last couple of years, has been booming. Yes. I want to see them all make it. I don't care what color they are. I want to see them all make it because guess what? The more they make it, the more they put Louisville on the map, and that makes the WWEs, your AEWs, you know, MLW, uh, Ring of Honor, that makes them want to come to this area. Right. All right. Let us wrap it up. We have gone on long enough about how much we love Jocelyn Navarro. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Black Barbie, where can I? Where can we find you at? All right, you can. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Black Barbie One One Six. Um, you can find me on AOL at Ariel Cottrell. You can find me at Sherry Geekdom. We haven't. We didn't do an episode. We didn't do an episode this week, but we probably will do one this week. Um, but I'm in the Sherry Geekdom group on Facebook. I'm also on the Sherry Geekdom group with Mr. Chris on Twitter. And we also have a YouTube. Uh, it's, we're we're gonna probably start doing live shows sometime soon. On board. All right. Before I do my spiel, because it's significantly longer, we have to shout out the Nation of African American Wrestling, Jabari, and everybody at Nah. We love them. Thank you for everything that you do and for letting us promote on your page. Uh, shout out to people like Jabbers. Shout out to. Run them digits podcast. Shout out to I said I said sure get to my ready. Uh <laughs> I'll be going blank when we get to the end of these the end of these things. I don't know why. It didn't want to get off. I'm gonna start remembering everybody I need to talk to. I need to say stuff about. Write it down. That's what I do. I'll be done wrote it down, then the kids get a hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't I ain't messing. Uh Shout out to pro wrestling. Shout out to shout out Smiley. Shout out people like Smiley. Shout out Ruthless Lala. Uh, shout out Kiki from uh, yes. Queen K uh, Wrestling. I believe she does. She have a new article out right now. I think she's got one cooking. But she's yeah, got one cooking. She's got one coming. She's the queen of the AEW stands. And also, by the way, whoever's threatening her. You guys suck. I, I want to say more words, but I do want this podcast to like go somewhere. So they just <laughs> um, suck. Just say be, be PG about it. Be WWPG. I, I don't think I can be WWPG. I have to be like Paul Heyman, ECW in the nineties. Okay, well, he fucking, if you out here threatening women because you don't like an opinion about wrestling, you're a fucking bitch. Yes.
I second that notion. Like, get out of your mom's basement. Find something better to do other than fuck your blow-up doll. Get laid. Leave, leave these people, leave the women in wrestling alone. Especially women of color, because we seem to keep getting it bad. Like, really? The the messages that I see that to about, just from out of Kiki, I can't even imagine what you and others get. I haven't gotten it bad yet. I've gotten more of a "Hey, you want to, you know, hook up" kind of thing. I'm like, no. And then watch the moments you turn them down. That's when they start. Oh, well, that's why you're ugly. Anyway. That that type shit. Yes, that's what that happened. Shit, that shit's irritating. Like just just enough. It happens around me. I keep that same energy when I step up and say, "So, what was that you said?" Right. Because I like fighting. Now I just made myself look really violent. <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap this up, right? up anymore. <laughs> so for Black Barbie, I am Drizzy, and we are out. <laughs>